you have to feel safe for your hormones to be balanced. That's why fasting didn't work for women to do all the time because people, the body was like, wait, too stressful. it's too stressful. But cycling fasting works for women. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness. Very excited about our guest. We have the inspiring Dr. Mindy in the house. So good to see you. Thank you. So great to be here. You are an incredible fasting expert teaching people how to burn fat, balance hormones, and live better lives. And uh, my first question is, I'm going to set you up. How do we how do we look and feel younger? How do mm. we burn the fat that we really don't want on our bodies faster? And how do we have the best sex of our lives through fasting. Oh wow, we're gonna we're gonna put all those together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me start with a principle, and then I'm gonna add, answer each one individually. Perfect. So here's the principle: we have two energy systems, one where we create energy when we eat, and one energy system that kicks in when we're not eating. Okay. Okay, this is where every diet has ever failed. This is where aging starts to speed up. This is where you get your libido wrong, is because every conversation around nutrition has only been around what we should eat. And what fasting is doing is I'm now, and me plus many other experts are coming to the masses saying, why don't we talk about when we eat? So when you your blood sugar starts to come down, usually around eight hours, eight, 10 hours without food, you switch over into what we call the ketogenic energy system. It's also, I like to call it the fat burning system because it's there that your body burns fat for energy. We're like a hybrid car. And so you switch over, you start burning fat for energy, you make something called a ketone. Ketone goes up into the brain, it shuts off hunger, it's, it amps up GABA so you get a lot calmer, and it gives you incredible mental clarity and insane energy. If you never go eight to 10 hours without eating, if you, never, you will never tap into the system. And so you never get that limitless feeling that we're all getting from fasting. And so you, if all you're doing is working with the one energy system, you are absolutely accelerating the aging process. Really? And every diet's going to fail you because what ends up happening is you're only focused on food. And that's why we're hopping from diet to diet to diet. You know, this is great. Then this is great. Then this is great. So you could eat all the right foods, but if you're eating it too frequently, you're still going to gain weight. You you could potentially still gain weight. If yeah. you're if you're not taking at least eight hours of rest, if you're just constantly eating every hour, yeah. right? Or every right. few hours constantly eating, yes. you could gain a lot of fat. Yeah. So think of it like exercise. What would happen if you just kept working out and working out and working out? Every day was like a hard workout, a hard workout. There's no recovery. It's the same thing with fasting. You're giving your body a chance to recover. And the longer you let it recover, the more healing switches turn on. And that's why it slows down aging. That, and you're burning fat in the process. Mm. It's the recovery that matters. Wow. So if you're, but, but when I go a long time without eating, I feel really hungry. Yeah. And sometimes I feel sluggish or tired yeah. at the same time. So when is it that we get this unlimited feeling or this 
burst of extra energy? When does that happen after extending the window of not eating? Yeah. So the first thing is it's a training process. So it's just like, you know, if you're going to run a marathon, you don't just throw on some shoes and go 13 miles. You're going to feel pretty bad. I've di- I did that before. <laughs> and I got the flu right afterwards. I ran a marathon without training. Well, maybe it was like three weeks of three miles at a time training. Yeah. But it really wasn't training. Yeah. And I was sick for days and I couldn't walk and I had the flu and it was just like miserable. Yeah. I finished it, but my body said that was the, a big mistake. That's right. Yeah. And I so, paid the price later. Yeah. And that's the same thing that happens with fasting is that people go, oh, fasting is not for me. It didn't work for me. Okay. Well, I could say that, you know, that about a training that I didn't properly train for. So what we've got to do is start to slowly work people into this fasted state. And usually I tell people you want to get pretty much to like 12 hours in the beginning. Can you go 12 hours every day? And then you might suffer a little bit, but check this out. In the suffering, your body's healing. So you're, it's a, called a hormetic stress. You're pushing your body just with enough stress that you're forcing it to repair itself. It's the same thing you do every time you go into the gym. You're stressing your body so the body repairs itself and makes itself stronger. So when you go into this fasted state, around 12 hours, the body's repairing. Now, what I tell people is if you're suffering at 12, switch back to food and then go again next day. Maybe go another 12, another 13 maybe. And then when that gets easy, you start compressing your eating window more and more, leaving longer time for fastings. So you just didn't train yourself. Right. And is it better to fast in the morning or at night? Because some people wake up yeah. and they want to eat right away, but they say, I can skip dinner. Yeah. And some people say, well, you've got to skip breakfast and then you can eat a little later. Yeah. Is it, do you, have you seen the data on skipping breakfast versus skipping dinner and the benefits for fasting? Yeah. This is hugely debated in the, in the fasting world. Really? Yeah. So I'm just going to give an easy principle that everybody can grab onto. Eat when it's light out. When it's light out, you don't have melatonin in your system. The minute it goes dark, we get melatonin because we're trying to prepare for sleep. So when melatonin goes up, you're more insulin resistant. So the meal you eat at eight o'clock at night is going to be stored more as fat than if you have it at five in the afternoon. Why is it so comforting to eat at night though? I know. It just is like a late night snack, you know, extra bowl of cereal for some you reason. You trained little, yourself. I trained myself, right? Yeah. So when I eat when it's dark, what is happening to my body? When you're eating when it's dark, you have a little bit of a hormonal dilemma going on mm. because when it's dark, the body's preparing for sleep. And so if we're eating, then two things can happen. You're more insulin resistant, like I mentioned, but then your digestive system's shutting down because you're going into what we call a parasympathetic relaxed state. So if you go to bed with a full belly, and that food is not going to be digested as well. Really? And so, I mean, there's a whole issue, a bunch of gut problems that can happen. You can, that food can ferment at night, which now starts to create more uh, like, you know, we can go down the path of candida and fungus and that it's, it's undigested food. Whereas if you eat at five, go for a walk afterwards, like you're using that glucose, your body has the ability to digest. So yeah, night eating's not good. So. What did you say? The, the the digestion shuts down at night? Is that what it, it does? It just slows down. It slows down. slows down. So when you're asleep, let's say you have a meal or a snack or 
even a few almonds or something an hour before you go to bed. Yeah. Let's say you've eaten something. It could be ice cream, something healthy, something not healthy. And within an hour, you're eating it, then you go to bed. What is happening to the digestion during that process of sleep versus if you were awake at noon and you had that food? Yeah. So when you're asleep, the body is repairing. So the food is definitely not breaking down as easily at night. So again, it's sitting there. It's not being digested as efficiently. So from a digestion standpoint, better digestion at noon than you're going to have at nine o'clock. Now, you said something about what if you had a handful of nuts? What if you like, I think what you eat matters. Okay. So if I'll tell you something that I will often eat right before I go to bed is just or at night if I'm craving it is just a piece of really dark chocolate. One or two pieces, it helps that that crave craving that you get. It doesn't spike my blood sugar because it's really dark chocolate. It's not a lot for the digestive system to work on. It's more like the big meals that we're talking about. Gotcha. That's going to be a problem. Something tiny and healthy is not that bad. That's right. But if you have a big meal an hour before bed, it's probably not going to digest. You're not going to get the maximum nutrients out of that. Yeah. Yeah. The digestion. And you're not going to get as many nutrients and... You're going to create a real change in the microbiome. You're going to see more of that candida show up. That's that's going to give you sugar cravings. And it's not going to help you burn fat at night either. No, no, no. Don't we burn the most fat when we're sleeping? Yes. Really? Yes. Why yes. is that? Yeah. Well, think about what the body is doing when it sleeps. It's getting rid of anything that doesn't serve it. So, like, there's there's some really interesting research on, like, at... 11 o'clock certain organs repair at I know at two in the morning the liver repairs the adrenals repair like your body goes through this massive like reboot and so sleep is really important for that now this is something really interesting that I've thought a lot about and I wish we could reframe this what is fat so fat all it is is your body had to put excess somewhere So it put excess glucose, it put excess hormones, it put excess toxins. So it stored it somewhere else so that it didn't store it in your organs, your internal organs. And when it stores it, if it stored it in your internal organs, your life would be shortened. So the body's so brilliant, it stores it somewhere else. But we do have fat in our internal organs, right? We do. Yeah, we do have visceral fat. And we don't want that. That's the worst. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. That's the body potentially had maxed out the other stores so really it went, yeah it went inward do we store fat first internally in our organs then excessively on the outside or is it outside first and inward yeah it's such a good question so the the three the three patterns are first when glucose goes up it will be stored in the cells so it's to me fat is is a largely stored glucose so it goes to the cells when the cells are swimming and they can't take all that glucose in then it's going to start to go to the muscles because it's so brilliant. The body's like, hey, I'm going to go pour in glucose because if we ever need to run from a tiger, I need to have those powered up and ready to go for your survival. Then if the muscles are saturated, it goes to the liver. And then usually at that point, it's also stored in as fat. So it has a system of where it wants to store it based off of your survival because that's the number one priority of the body is to survive. Right. So what would you say is the, the, the differences between how men should be thinking about burning fat versus how women should be thinking about burning fat, unwanted fat? Yeah. Oh, it's such a good question. And I, one I've never been asked before, and here I'm going to make a really bold statement that um, 
I don't think a lot of women will love, but it's part of living in a female body is that a little bit of, we're meant to have a little bit of fat. Oh, don't say that. I know, right? Like a little bit. Right, I'm not course, saying like, but we're not meant to be skin and bones. Right. We're meant to have a little bit of extra fat. It's part of like the female body. And because here's here's what's interesting. Both men and women have, the body has one major thing it's focused on, which is survival. But women have two. We have reproduction. So our body's always, it doesn't want to be, think about when we're too thin, we bring calories down too much, our cycles stop. Right. So we, we need a little bit more padding to make the reproductive system work. Men don't need that. And if a cycle stops for a woman, is that a bad thing? Oh, it's a horrible thing. Why is that bad? Yeah, it's, and thank you for asking that. I, I will say that one of the biggest ahas I've had from this book going out in the world is how many 20 and 30 year olds don't have a cycle. Really? So the, this is what women need to know. Your cycle is, ha is a detox. You are shedding the inner lining of your uterus and you are getting rid of what is not serving you. So it's not just an, a, a, a troublesome situation you have to deal with. Your body is getting rid of hormones. It's getting rid of toxins. It's how we detox. It's recycling. Yeah. It's kind of like a fast. It's like a fast. Really? So a cycle is detoxing and getting rid of toxic things in the female body. That's right. And it happens once a month, right? Yes. Every 28, 30 days, yeah. roughly. 28 to 32. No woman has the exact same. I mean, every woman's different, but gotcha. 28 to 32. Does it usually go uh, in the same time for most women? Or when does it line up? And why do you hear that some women in families or fr you know friends say, oh, where our cycles are aligned? Yeah. Does yeah. it have anything to do with astrology or the moon does it have to do with what you're eating how yeah. you're sleeping your environment your mood cycles yeah. your age what, what how does it all yeah work? it's it's, it's kind of all of it really so here's something th that i think women really need to know that is again different than men and that's that our bodies are always adapting to our environment women's are women's are so if if we're if too much if we're restrictive too much with our calories, this is why I taught fast like a girl when to fast and when not to fast. Um, if we're too extreme with our exercise, if we're too extreme with our our stress levels, whatever environment we're putting in, our hormones are like navigating that and adapting to that. And your cycle will change based on that. Your cycle will base change change based on really? top of that. I'll give you a great example. I had a friend who had she had. Three, uh, at the time, she had two kids and was trying to get pregnant with a third. And uh, she was struggling to get pregnant with a third. And she waited a year to go to this reproductive specialist who had her filled out, fill out like, you know, mounds of paperwork. She goes after a year of waiting. She sits down with this guy and he says, I'll tell you how you need to get pregnant. You need to stop doing so much. Wow. You need to stop stressing so much. And she was so upset. She left and she's like, I waited a year. I filled out all that paperwork. And then she was, and that's what he told me. And she goes, and then I decided to try it. And within a month, she was pregnant. Really? Why do you hear this a lot from, you know, women who, who say they can't get pregnant? And then you hear stories of, well, they were too much in control or they were stressing too much. And the moment you let go and surrendered, then they got pregnant. Why do, why do we hear that so frequently? Yeah. So if you think about it, if reproduction is a top priority for a female body, 
if you're under so much stress, the body is like, it's not safe to house a baby. Interesting. In the body's always doing the right thing at the right time. So if it's not able to have a baby, you ha the first thing you have to ask is for the female is, is does my body feel safe? And sometimes, this is, you'll love this because you're such a mindset expert. I'm, I was going to call you a guru. You're a mindset <laughs> guru. Um, if, if you are thinking toxic thoughts, if you are constantly under, like not dealing with traumas in your life, if stress is really high, um, the body is always feeling like it's under threat, your, your hormones will go massively out of balance. Really? Yeah. So your hormones are connected to the way you think also. Absolutely. Do you think if a woman is subconsciously knows that they're in a relationship with the wrong person. Ooh. They married the wrong person or they're trying to have kids with some man that subconsciously they know they're not supposed to. Do you think that their cycle will be off or they won't get pregnant because they think that way? I, I think it's very possible. Really? There's there's some interesting studies. I want to go back to the- Because um, they don't feel safe. Yeah. Wow. You have to feel safe for your hormones to be balanced. That's why fasting didn't work for women to do all the time because people, the body was like, wait, too stressful. it's too stressful. But cycling fasting works for women because mm. you're, you're, you're using the principles of fasting to heal and you're using the principles of food to nourish yourself. So the body feels safe and you do that in accordance with your hormones and your cycle and the body's like, I'm safe. I can release weight. I want you to talk about cycling and fasting in a moment, but I think I just cut you off from something you were going yeah, to say. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about, I wanted to go into the pheromones for a second because why do we cycle together? And then I wanted to talk about one study about yes. birth control that was really interesting. So we cycle together, women do, because as as crazy as it sounds, we, we smell each other. Really? Yeah. So there's a scent that we give off and it changes our cycle. That's how powerful a woman's body is and how it will adapt to the environment it is in. So when you smell another woman yeah. who has, it'll know when the cycle is happening yes. and it'll sync up your yes. hormones with theirs? Yes, but it, but it's when you're like in families and work uh, environments. When you're constantly with that yes, person. Yes, it's constantly. It's not like you go out into the uh, world. It's not like you see your girlfriend once a month yeah. and, oh, we're going to sync yeah. up right now. Because they're called pheromones. Pheromones. Isn't that crazy? That's fascinating. Okay, second interesting study. Is What is the reason behind that, you know, pairing mm. of cycles within families or communities? Is that, is there a safety thing when you're both in a cycle at the same time? Is it? That's a great question. I always go back to our primal caveman days. I'm like, why did, because that's where you can really see why did we do that? I guess men back in the day used to. Spread their seed uh, you right. know, a lot. You know, just maybe that was it. You know, maybe like, that was it. There was a lot of... <laughs> who knows? To multiple women <laughs> you at, you know, at once. Yeah. It's true. I mean, yeah. in tribal days, it was like, okay, the man with the most money or the, yeah. the doctor or the whatever, the person with the most resources is able to kind of spread their seed to yeah. as many people as possible Yeah, to, for survival. Yeah. It's possible. I, I think um, there's something I wrote in, in both my books called The Hormonal Hierarchy. And it works, it, uh, it works in women um, because our hormones are more complicated. So, and the hierarchy looks like this. Wait, and, you guys aren't simple? <laughs> <laughs> We're not. Okay. Are you just figuring that no. out right now? <laughs> We're not. I, I, it's so funny. So many men say to me, like, you said it. Or I not. didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So, and this is why I love conversations like this. Let's just, yes, we're not simple. 
And and our moods constantly change. Well, I think you can be uh, simple when you understand a lot of this stuff, as opposed to feeling like I don't know how to understand why is why am I feeling this way? Why are you feeling more stressed this time? Yeah. When we have awareness and we have an understanding of our our body as a man, as our body, our hormones, or a different environment, things like that, we feel more at peace. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's going to give us 100% peace, but we're going to feel like, okay, I have a sense of understanding around it. That's right. And I think when women get an understanding around their bodies, their cycles, their hormones, like why they're gaining weight and why they're losing weight and all these different things, when they're aware of it, they don't feel they don't have to feel as bad or shameful or anxious or stressed about it. Yes. Right. Yes, that's exactly mean it's right. Perfect, but at least you have awareness. That's ex you. You nailed it, and this is why I'm trying to open this conversation yeah. up so we can all talk about it. If you look at what we've done historically in our culture, is women don't we don't want to talk about our periods. We don't want to talk about menopause. We don't talk about it. Um, it's like a shameful thing that we have to hide. And that's now changing, which is really great. And But if we can bring it to the surface and talk about it, men and women can understand each other. Women can understand each other better. So it's so important that we bring it to the to the light. Um, so, but here's what I, I want to go back to this pheromone. I've gone off so many different tangents. I know, but you've got me thinking and excited. So here's what I think happens yes. is, is in this hormonal hierarchy, in order for your sex hormones to be balanced, you have to be insulin sensitive. You have to have that system right which is why I think Fast Like a Girl is so many women are getting their cycles back, they're getting pregnant for the first time because I help the, them see how to do that. Interesting. But what's in charge of insulin is cortisol. So like we talked about, well, okay, if cortisol is high, you become more insulin resistant and, the, and you have a harder time balancing sex hormones. And cortisol is stress. Cortisol is stress. And it's stress based on food stress, lack of sleep stress, environment stress, relationship stress, all of it? All of it. Fasting is, raises cortisol. Right. Exercise raises cortisol, mm -hmm. which is why we have to do it differently as women. Interesting. But at the top of that, all is oxytocin. And this is why I think perhaps we, we, would, we smell each other and would cycle together. Because women are, right? Women are meant to be in community. Because when oxytocin and we're connecting with each other, then cortisol goes down. This is why you should always let your gal go out on ladies' night. Always. Yeah. Because now she gets oxytocin, it brings cortisol down, she's more relaxed. And then when she's more relaxed, now all the dieting and exercise that she wants to do makes her is gonna work. And when that it, it regulates insulin, now we can balance her hormones. Wow. So we're we're just oh, humans in general, but women are geared towards connection. Mm. And so what about you know so you mentioned cycling fasting or fasting while cycling. How do we know how does a woman know when to fast and how frequently to fast yeah. based on their cycle? So in Fast Like a Girl, I created something called the fasting cycle for women. And basically, I walk through the whole menstrual cycle. I'll give you the basic principles of it. Break it down for me. Yeah, yes. and, and showed women this is when you fast, this is when you don't fast. And then I timed it to six different level fasts. Give me the 101 of a menstrual cycle. Okay, this is going to be great. When does it start? Yeah. Or what happens the day it starts versus when it ends? Yeah. Okay, great. And then you got to go home tonight. <laughs> and be like, this is what <laughs> and, I learned. Yeah, yeah, and let me know how uh, useful Martha. this is. Yeah, 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 because it's really interesting. If more men understood this, I think you'd understand the women in your life more. Okay, day one through day 10. Day one is the day you start to, a woman bleeds. A lot of women don't realize that that's day one. So you have to use feminine care products. It's day one. 
So your hormones actually are cr come crashing down at that point. And for the next 10 days, you're going to specifically build a hormone called estrogen. Estrogen needs you to be insulin sensitive. So keeping your carb load down, keeping fasting longer, exercising more. Really? Those first 10 days, a woman can do it then. That's when you can fast yeah. and exercise more. Yeah, yeah. Day one through 10. Day one through 10, and that's where keto works. That's where you know the low, whole low-carb low situation worked really well in those first 10 days. The other unique thing about estrogen is when cortisol shows up, she's not, she doesn't care as much. She's a, little, she's a little tolerant of cortisol. The other interesting thing for you to know, with, and anybody who's got a woman in their life, um, th those first 10 days when estrogen builds, estrogen, one piece of estrogen, it's called estradiol, stimulates dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, BDNF, acetylcholine, glutamate. So she's going to be happy, focused, um, more outgoing, want to socialize more. Really? In yeah. the first 10 days? The first, yeah. At, give her a couple days after she starts to bleed, but as she gets closer to day 10. Because usually when it starts, you hear people say a little more moody, yeah. right? I think that's because we don't mind the back half of our cycle. Really? And I'll, So when I go all the way through, I'll explain okay, that. Okay, yes. Yeah. Because Martha, my fiance, she really doesn't get moody. Like she has, she doesn't get cramping. Excellent. You know, it's really rare if she feels pain or feels... She might for like a couple hours be like, oh, I just want like to cut a little bit more or something yep. like that. But I don't know, maybe that's she might be doing hormones. this right though. We're we're not meant to have PMS is because we're going against our our natural rhythm. Really? Yeah. Bad menopause symptoms also going against natural rhythms. How many women do you think percentage wise have you know intense PMS? Oh, I would say the majority of them. Really? But think about it. Women exercise the same all month long. Women mm. eat the same all month long. Women don't think about, oh, progesterone's coming in. I maybe need to slow down my life a little bit right now. We don't talk like that until this moment in time. And this is what, again, another thing I'm trying to open up this conversation. So we have been trying to diet and exercise and lift life very much like a man. Right, especially in like the coastal cities, you see, you know, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but you see women going to the gym five, six days a week or getting up early and intense yoga, hot yoga every yep. single morning. And yep. it's like, you gotta get it in and you gotta work hard. And, yep. and it sounds like, yes, for a period of the month, but not the entire month. Exactly. Or for part of the week, but not the end, every day. Exactly. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Got it. That, and that is so important for women to hear. And when I get to the back half of the cycle, you'll understand why. But we, our hormones pulse in and out in a 28 to 32 day period. You all have one hormone. You have testosterone. That's it. That's it. How many hormones do women have? Uh, we have, well, sex hormones. Let's like, so we have three, but you also have estrogen, but you make testosterone. It goes up into the brain and converts into estrogen. So the conversion happens in the brain. So all you have to think about is make more testosterone and you get it every 15 ish minutes. Like every 15 if, minutes? Yeah, just pulses in. Really? Hormones are always pulsing. So they pulse in every 15 minutes and then it goes away. And then it pulses in and then it goes away. Naturally. Yeah. You're highest in the morning. Testosterone's highest in the morning. Women. That's why men usually have, you know, extra sex drive in the morning. That's right? exactly why men are, are, have a higher sex drive in the morning. Right, right. And it's a good time to work out. Is, is it the best time to yeah, work out, you think? Yeah, because you have all that testosterone. Energy. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Is and it muscle building? So it's better to work out for muscle building and fat loss in the morning for men than it is at night. Would you say? Well, it, it, clinically. Now I want to be because I've right. done everyone's this enough, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done this enough times, and I know the men will be like, "I work Wait out at midnight yeah. and I burn fat and I got a six pack." <laughs> yes. And you're like, "Okay, well, yeah." Right. If you look at the rules of hormones, it for a man, well, all all of us, it's better to work out in the morning because the other thing we both get is spikes of cortisol in the morning, and if you use cortisol by working out, you won't store it as fat. Right. And for you, both men and, and you women. feel relaxed, you feel more calm, you get yeah. more dopamine probably from the process of working out, I'm assuming. That's morning, right. But. but if you use testosterone, for you all, when testosterone comes in, if you're lifting weights, you're going to help build that muscle more. We only get testosterone, check this out, we only get testosterone, a big surge of it, day 11 to day 15. You don't get it for 10 days? Yeah. Really? It comes in in a big surge right in ovulation. So it's a great time for a woman to build muscle. Mm. It's you're gonna notice her libido is gonna go up. Right, she's during gonna want to have sex during then. She's yeah. gonna want to have sex more then. That one is like mind blowing, right? How many men and women are a mismatch? And again, we're this is purely obviously a heterosexual moment. Um, but you, how many men and women don't feel like they're sexually matched right? But yet, do we understand that women get that surge of testosterone? in that five-day period. Mm, that's interesting. How do you time that up, though? It's like, okay, you, day one, she's you got her period, she started bleeding, right? And you think, okay, 11 days from now, <laughs> let me put a mental yeah. note or put it in my calendar. Mm. Like, okay, this is gonna be the day, yeah. right? Yeah. That doesn't sound so like sexy, though, when you think about it. Let me like mark this on my calendar and really be aware of when she's gonna be available at the best time. Yeah. Well, so here's what you can do is, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying don't have sex the right, rest right, of the right, month. Right. I'm just saying you're, you got a shot, a big shot at that point. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so just be aware of sure, that. Sure, sure. The woman, woman may be more aroused. That's right. Gotcha. She might have more desire. Naturally. Like, yeah. And she can't even control it. <laughs> well, she can't. I mean, well, the body is yes. surging with the hormones, sure. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you can mentally block it, but the body is naturally more turned on. The, the, the body is naturally more turned on. Okay. I mean, yes, you can control anything, but I'm just saying the body, That's you right. can't block the yeah. hormones. I was thinking of like all these, <laughs> this visual of like all, the, all these <laughs> women, women like, like jumping on men, <laughs> ah, ripping their clothes right. off. That's right. It's not like that. I can't control it. <laughs> it's not like that. Yes. But the body, unless you, I guess, medically or put some medication, you can't block these hormones. That's what you're saying. That's right. Well, I mean, there are, there are situations like birth control pill has- That's has, blocking it. Yeah, has You're manipulated. taking a medication to block. It's changed it. It's, it's synthetically directing it. And when a woman has been on birth control for multiple decades, mm. what challenges yeah. might come up in their bodies yeah. with their hormones? Well, there, this is a big, a major issue for women, especially the younger women, is because it takes a couple of years for the pattern of the brain and the ovaries to get to know each other. So if we come in with birth control a year after a woman started her period, there's never an internal innate sense of the body. And then we keep women on birth control until menopause and we take her off of menopause. And now she has a, a serious hormonal issue that because she never learned that pattern. Wow. So that's one. Second one is horrible for the microbiome. Really? It, it, it decimates the microbiome. And you need your microbiome to make serotonin. You need it for immune system. You need your microbiome to break down estrogen. 
So, so when you take that pill, and it's like a daily pill for like, what, 10, 12 days yeah, or something? Yeah, or you, it's on a it's month. It's like half the month? Yeah. You take you, it for two weeks? Yeah, you have a cycle according to the... When you take it, you take it daily for like two weeks or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. What is in that pill, and what is it doing to your gut microbiome? Yeah. And what is it doing to your brain? Yeah. Well, so it's it's controlling hormones for you. So you're adding in hormones into your body. So it's it's make it's doing the controlling instead of the body naturally doing it. So is that good? Uh, it, my opinion is no, but we have to really think about what the alternative is. We don't have any. And here's a question for you. I asked my 21 year old son this recently. Um, it's it it's what has become standard for women to be the ones in charge of birth control. Um, and when you look at the birth control pill, it is it is an exogenously from the outside controlling our hormones, which is setting us up for a whole bunch of hormonal problems. There's some new research where they're looking for a looking at a pill for a man, that would change change the the semen, the, like semen. the sperm, right? It change sperm. Huh. Now, would you take it? I would take it. Why wouldn't you take it? Why would I want to block my body's natural way of being? Then the same as goes for women. Yeah, I'm not saying women should take it. I know, you know but I, yeah, but yeah. that that's the that's the that is why. Well, and I also I wouldn't take it unless they were like, listen, there are zero side effects, and right when you got off of it, you would be perfectly back to where your body was in sync, and your sperm would be just as optimized or healthy or powerful, whatever it is, and there wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't hurt your sperm later. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, well, if there's decades of research and this is proven and, and babies are still okay afterwards, yeah. you know, then I'd be like, oh, maybe, I don't know if I was 20 or something, yeah. but it's not something I would take right now. So that's what's happening to women. Really? Is that we have manipulated our hormones and this is why so women's health is in is in a really disastrous place right now, so I I totally hear what you're saying and I would agree. Like, yeah, your logic is right, but we've been doing this to women forever. Why? Why? I mean, this is a, probably a whole other subject, but why is birth control such a normal thing if it's so bad for women's bodies? Yeah, it, it's a, why do we do it? Is because the alternative is nobody wants to have. A child, young, or a whatever. young yeah, child, yeah. And um, we... what's more, what's more painful, hurting your body for decades and maybe a lifetime. Yeah. You know, having a child young, I get it's a big risk, and there's a lot of pain yeah. and pressure that could come to that, along yeah. with a lot of beauty and wonder and magic yeah. as well. But at so, what price? Somewhere along the line, we decided that the woman was in charge of the birth control process, and and we didn't think, and and I, I will. I, I will say this with as much kindness as I can. Yes, and I'm not um, here to judge people. My yeah, no, sister, me neither. My sisters were both on birth control yeah. for a long time. It's one of the reasons why I asked because one of my sisters was on birth control, I think, for two decades. Yeah, and she couldn't get pregnant. Right, and it was devastating for like four or five years. She was trying and she could not get pregnant to the point where she gave up. Yeah, right? she was just like in tears for months. Yep, sad that she wasn't able to have a child. Yep, and there were some other complications. I can't remember the terminology of things. It was something she had. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't in her cards anymore yep. and she was in her late thirties and she was devastated. Yep. And then she got off of birth control and just said, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to be a mom. And then four or five years later, she was able to have a child. Like it kind of yep. magically happened. 
but uh, and now she's got an amazing, you know, one and a half year old son. So it's a beautiful thing now, but it was really scary and painful for many, many years. And, um, you know, it's sad to see. And it affected her hormones and different things. Yeah. And it took time for the body to re-regulate. That's it. Know? Exactly. I mean, you, you just painted the picture that yeah. so many women are struggling with. And, and so th when we come in with an outside source to manipulate our hormones, what it, there, it, when we get off of that outside source, our, we don't have a natural rhythm. And, and that's honestly one of the things that I'm seeing with Fast Like a Girl when I go and read my reviews and see what, how people are responding to it is I, I just gave a lifestyle that allowed women to get back into routine with their hormones. Right. So it's awesome she has it now. It took her four to five yeah, years. Yeah. But what I'm hoping is that we can use lifestyle as a way to give that rhythm back. Right. And you said between day 11 and 15, that's when there's a surge of testosterone for women in their cycle. What happens after day? And that's when they, that's when they can be working out harder. That's when you can go to the gym four or five days that week and push it a little more. Well, so day one through t day 10, you can do the hard workouts. Okay. Um, day 11 to day 15, you get the most amount of testosterone you'll ever get. You have the most amount of estrogen you'll ever have and a little bit of progesterone. So let's talk about that period because okay. it's a really cool period. So testosterone is libido and motivation and drive. Estrogen is she's going to want to talk to you. She wants to have a call. So if you, if you, if you want to have yeah. sex with her, you better talk to her first. Because she's during that time, she's got estrogen. She wants to verbally process with you. Uh -huh. um, so her brain Especially is late at night. <laughs> yes. When you just want to sleep. Yep. Yeah. Her brain is like on fire and then she's got progesterone. So she's a little bit calm. So that is, I call it, I called it in the book, the manifestation phase, because I was like, oh, we are super, our superpowers. Like we put on our hormonal superpower cape and we could manifest a baby. We can manifest a raise. We can manifest some new project wow. at work because all our hormones show up then. So for those four days, is it just you're sharper, you're more focused, you're more energized, you're clear, you're like goal oriented during those days, that, you that's know how, what you want to yeah. create? That's how we should be. So women listening that are like, oh, I don't feel like that. I'm going to ask you to look at, are you, are you living a lifestyle in accordance with your hormones? Okay. So let's go to your fiance who is like, this is kind of, you know, her period and menstrual cycles easy. She's probably... If you if she looked at it, is living in accordance with her home. She is, she is. Yeah, yeah. She's doing amazing. Yeah, she's got great family relationships, great friendships. She's got a meaningful work that she loves. She eats very well. You know, yeah. very clean. She rests well. She's and she's positive and joyful. She has yeah. an attitude of just gratitude and giving and thoughtfulness and I love accepting. That. She doesn't hold on to grudges. Yeah. Like she has a, a calm mind in the sense that it's not a rigid mind. Yeah. She lets go of things. That's amazing. She creates boundaries and lets go of things, right? She give, forgives people. So she doesn't have a lot of stress and tightness internally. Yeah. I think that allows her to flow and not be in pain or have PMS or be like cramping a lot or yeah. off cycles. That, you nailed it. I mean, you just gave the formula for oxytocin. Really? So she gets a lot of oxytocin is what yeah. I just heard. All day. Yeah. So it's ba it's balancing everything else out. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's day yeah, so 15. That's, yeah. Day 10, day 11 through 15 is that ovulation manifestation period. Um, lifestyle wise, uh, this is something interesting that I've been really deep into thinking is if women have the most amount of testosterone, then why don't we use that to build muscle? 
So uh, you uh, maybe you've had him on your show. Do you know Tony Horton? I know Tony. Uh, I don't know him that well, but I haven't I haven't had him on yet. Yeah, yeah. you should bring him on. He's a funny yeah. guy. Yes. So he and I created a, a program together last year, a fitness program called PowerSync 60. Oh. And we and we we took his genius of like putting workout programs together with my knowledge of hormones, and so it's out there in the nice. in the world. You can okay. you can find that. Very cool. But I I brought it to him. I'm like, why don't you have a monthly calendar for women's workouts? Why do we have a weekly calendar? And so we put a lot of weightlifting in during that time. Heavy, that's the time you want to live heavy weights for women so that you can build more muscle. That's interesting. Okay, so after day 15, then what? Okay, so then after day 15, and then also fasting during that, that manifestation, keep it low. You don't want it really high. You've got, you know, eat more like foods that support good gut health. Be, be mindful of your liver. Maybe chill out on the alcohol a little mm. bit so you can break all those hormones Yeah, down. okay. Then you come out of ovulation and all the hormones crash again. So it's kind of like, this is, you'll notice it in our attitude. We have like, we're up, we're down. We're up, we're down because that's how our hormones go. So when the hormones go low, you can fast more. So that's a time where you could go into some longer fasts. You could do harder workouts like day 11 to day 19. I'm sorry, day, day 15. 16 to day 19. You it's can a fast longer. Window. So you mm -hmm. can go, what, 10 to 12 hour fasts or? Well, longer, longer is like 16, 36, 48. Oh, wow. 48 hour fast. Yeah. Okay, so during those days, you can go longer. You can go longer. Yep. You can go two days without that. Without yep. Wow. Yep. And what do you consider a fast? Uh, no, anything that doesn't raise your blood sugar. So, what can you consume? Yeah, so water, uh, mineral water. Uh, teas, coffee. Uh, you can do MCT oil. If you want to do butter in your coffee, that works. Yeah. You just need to make sure it doesn't raise your blood sugar. Okay. But So there's actually uh, apple cider vinegar, water, if you want. Do electrolytes. You can do electrolytes, yeah. It okay. just can't have a sugar or a sweetener of any kind. Can have salt, like element tea? Salt is really, element tea is amazing. You can do that during a fast. Yeah. Yes. Really. We rack, it, uh, do you know that at, Element T was actually created for fasters. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So the idea was to- I love it. I, I do too. Uh, the idea was to put it in water when fasters so that they're getting those uh, magnesium, sodium, and, and potassium so the body could, can fast better. Yeah. Interesting. So you could do a few packs of that a day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's day 16 to 19. Yeah. And, and then day 20 hits and is everything that the changes. the end of the cycle? Yeah. So day 20 hits and progesterone appears. Okay, so progesterone's the outlier. She does not like stress. So you shouldn't be fasting. You shouldn't be pushing your workouts. You should slow your social calendar down if you can. Um, you should slow down your workouts. That's more yoga, Pilates, hiking. Make that your recovery time. That's not a time to push mm -hmm. extreme anything. Uh, in the book, I call it the nurture phase because I want women to nurture themselves, but if we go back to the libido topic, it also can be a great time. If you if you want to connect with the women in your life during that time, foot rubs, kind comments, shoulder rubs, like gentle, be gentle with us and you will get a better version of us. Right. I mean, if you do that every day with a woman, you'll probably yeah. get okay. a better version but of it. But that too, you week know? is the one that really <laughs> matters. If you talk kindly, if you yes. rub it back every day, it's probably going to be a better yes. day. Um, and so what is, okay, so this is the 20-day cycle, yeah. menstrual cycle for women. Well, and then you do that until she bleeds, until she starts. So then starts. it's 10 or 12 more days or eight days yeah. later. 
until she bleeds. Then it starts all over again. It starts all over again. So the women that are having really heavy PMS, the women, a lot of menopausal women that get a lot of clotting when they start to bleed, they have really bad periods. It was the week before they didn't mind. Really? Yeah. So that's if you if you bring and oh here's the other thing about progesterone, you have to bring glucose up. So this is why almost every woman I talk to, um, and I know there's a few outliers out there because I'll get that question, um, but we crave carbs, we crave chocolate, we don't want to we we want to sit on the couch. We're not as like outgoing. We don't, and, but we've taught ourselves to push through that time. So there's a reason you crave carbs. You got to bring that glucose up so that you have enough fuel source for progesterone to be made. Mm. So what are the key steps then during that 10 day period, or I guess really during the whole cycle to optimize your lifestyle for hormones? Yeah. Well, it would be in the front half of it. Let's make it as simple as possible. The front half of your cycle, all the extremes that you want to do. Okay. Whatever it is, work, working out, dieting, fasting, typically does better. In the back half of your cycle, there needs to be more nurturing and more recovery. It's interesting because you would think as a man um, that when your woman starts her period, that's when you would want to take it easy on her. Yeah. Or, or like make sure she relaxes and chills out. That's what I would think. Like, okay, she's on her period. She's probably going to be moody or whatever. Yeah. That might be the, the way of thinking. But what I'm hearing you say is like, that's the time to push things, like more than normal. Yeah. That's the time to like get organized, work out, you know, fast, and to be more in the drive phase versus the nurture phase. Yeah. The nurture happens before. Right the, before it. Right before it. So like- the Days or period starts, like let's get in action. Well, the first two days, you give us give us okay. a couple days. Okay, I'm like, trying to get clear here. <laughs> trying to get clear here. Like the first two days, there. Remember the horn. We went from progesterone really building. A little bit of estrogen uh, comes in, and then our uterine lining okay, sheds. Okay. So the first two days, we're detoxing. They're yeah, there and we. Th those are kind of magical days. Like we have access to both sides of our brain, so we may still feel a little more inner. Okay. But on day three, we start coming outward more, and that's when we can push it more. So good to know. So the so the day the menstrual cycle starts when she starts bleeding, wait a couple of days until you get. Things into action is what you're saying. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. This is good. This is all right. is that helpful? helpful. This is very helpful, I think. I mean, what else should men know or women know about their cycle? I think the biggest challenge I'm seeing and why we have all these hormonal problems is that just women need more rest and recovery. And it's a, re it's a really hard concept because- How do you tell a woman that in, in the modern world today to say, women, you need more rest and recovery. You shouldn't be pushing as hard. You shouldn't be as driven in certain days of the month. And that's not what your body wants. Yeah. It's hard for, I would think that it's hard for a modern woman who is very independent, who makes their own money, who's got a great job, who is in control of their life. Yeah. Maybe a little too much. Yeah for their hormones liking, uh, it's probably hard for them to hear that. Yeah, it, it is. And I am one of those women, just so we're clear. Like, I'm not here, like, like uh, prophetizing a Puritan lifestyle. I'm here saying that what we did to keep up with the patriarchal world, which to me just means the power to be at the table with men right, and to right. be there where we deserve to be, is we forgot that we do need more rest and recovery. So we get to choose where that is. So let me give you a couple examples. Um, 
that week before your cycle for women. Maybe you don't, if you have a lot at work, then don't tack on a whole bunch, a new workout and, and really stress yourself working out. And don't tack on a fast, don't tack on like rigid diet routines. There needs to be something that's nurturing you during that time. And don't go out every night of the week. That's right. Yeah. And if you do that, then you can come into the front half of your cycle and you're going to be, you're working with your hormones. So you actually will be more powerful. I mean, and again, let's just, if we look at hormones, we have three hormones. And these three hormones are, are, are making all kinds of neurotransmitters in our body. So on a neurochemical level, we're a little more superior. Just saying. <laughs> okay. If you are in alignment with those hormones. That's right but we've never been in alignment with it. Wow. Well, maybe we have in the past, right? But Maybe primal days. Right, exactly. So when women are in alignment with their hormones, they are unstoppable. They are. Bingo. But when they're out of alignment, they're just hurting themselves. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Wow. This is fascinating. Right? So, but we, we do everything very similar in lifestyle to men. And we need to we need to realize that we are living in a different body. Uh, so I'm not people, a lot saying, of people don't want to hear that though. They don't want to hear that. So like you could do it could be as simple as the week before your period, get to sleep a little bit earlier. Yeah. You know, do more yoga and then go to work and kick butt at work. Um, but maybe if there's a big project that you're about that you have control over, could you start it at the front half of your cycle, not at the back half? Just goes back to know thyself. That's you right. Know, know thyself, study yourself, understand how your body, your mind, everything works. Be a student of yourself and your health for sure. That's right. So there's three hormones that women have, right? And there's one that men have. Well, one, you have two because you have estrogen too. It just right, right. is made in the brain. Gotcha. Yeah. The main one that's being generated is testosterone. And the three for women are? Progesterone, estrogen, and, and testosterone. testosterone. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that men should fast differently than women. Yeah. And men, can we fast daily? Is there a time where we should stop fasting? Yes. Yeah. Can we do intermittent fasting every day for years? Should we take a break day, you know, weekend? Or what, what should we be doing? Yeah. So again, let's go back to our primal friends yes. and let's think about them. So you can fast you don't have anything to cycle it to. You can you do really well with fasting and you just have to have moments where you're feasting too. So let's go, the man comes out of the cave in the primal days. He goes hunting for food. He's now clicked over. Maybe it takes a long time to find a, make a kill. So he's clicked over into that ketogenic energy system. He finally makes a kill, comes back home, brings it to the cave and cooks it up and feasts. So if men stay in a fasted state all the time without stepping out and eating, eventually it'll catch up with you. So women, we just have to do that according to our hormones. Because if we go back to our primal friends, that it was around right before the before we got our period that we were probably sequestered off. We don't have documentation of this, but I'm, hypothetically, we were probably sequestered off. And we're more in a nurture phase. So we weren't out doing the kill. Right. When you were bleeding, you weren't like going off and That's working right. the first few days. That's right. Yeah. But probably once like the days leaving, leading up to our bleed, then we would bleed. And then we probably went and, and perhaps joined the pack to go kill, make a kill. We're like so primal. It's fascinating. Yeah. Now, I, I wanted to go back to the 
the women having these superpowers and having this kind of manifesting masters when you're in alignment with your hormones. What do men and women need to do for their brains to be wired for abundance hormonally? How can we wire our hormones to be connected to our brains to see the world differently? Yeah. To make better decisions and to attract opportunities, abundance, and good things into our life better. Ooh, I love this question. That was this is so good. Um, well, f- let's start with women. Um, for starters, we do exactly what we've been talking about. We have to know how to how to live a lifestyle that is in accordance with our hormones. And do you have like key tenets of this lifestyle? Do you have? Yeah, like- it, it would be um, fasting, food. Uh, working out, sleep, and probably socializing. I'm going to put socializing and work. Like those six things, if you could time them and know how to do them with your hormones, um, you are you are absolutely increasing your ability to attract more abundance in your life. And these six things kind of create your environment. That's right. Everything within your environment of your day-to-day life. Yeah. If those things are in alignment with healthy habits and healthy living and healthy choices, I'm assuming you're going to feel better. But if one of them or a few of them are off or all of them are off, your hormones are probably going to be off too. That's right. So what's the consequence of your hormones being off? We, you know, there's like, we can talk about PCOS, weight gain, menopausal symptoms. I mean, there's a lot of PMDD is a new concept that's just being talked about. What is that? Really bad premenstrual symptoms. Okay. So, so all of that that we have like fancy names for, I equate to we're just living out of accordance with our hormones. So when you're physically suffering, you're not in a you're not a, a money magnet for sure. Mm-hmm. But if we look at what happens to women when they go through menopause, we lose we start to lose one one hormone uh, or a component of estrogen called estradiol. When we lose that, we lose all those neurotransmitters that I talked about, and we react to stress a lot more acutely. Our ability to hold on to information becomes more difficult because we lose BDNF because we lost estradiol. So again, that's why in the menopause reset, I talk about perimenopause and postmenopause because there's another level of lifestyle that needs to come in there to accommodate all of the loss of neurochemicals. I mean, it's really like, it's intricate. Yes. But once you understand it, like, you're un- again. You're a woman becomes unstoppable. Does that make that's, sense? That's powerful. Yeah. Right. And what's the best way that a man or a woman can clean up their insulin system? Fasting. 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 That's why it's taken over the world. I know. What's the downside to fasting? If you do it too much, for women, it's changes to our hormones. So that's why I wrote the whole book. So it's almost like women need to be very mindful when they start fasting. How the, the time of the how month. How and when. Yeah. For how long. And they need to test it a little bit more. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. Don't just jump in and try to do it like men would try. Yeah. Because there's certain apps that might just say, okay, just go for 20 hours a day or 16 hours a day yep. and just do it every day and, you know, rank yourself amongst your peers and try to, you know, compete. Yeah. And that's probably not the way that women should be thinking that's about right. it, right? That's right. Nobody should be competing in fasting. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Even men. But there's the gamification of apps that are like, okay, your score is up. Keep yeah. going and go a little longer. And yeah. So you, you know, it's like that whole gamification can yes. be tricky psychologically for people. Yes. 
So for women, it's, I'm hearing fasting, but be very mindful and test it and track it. Yes. Track it, test it, experiment. I mean, I, I the Fast Like a Girl has become the manual yeah, for great. for women. So it's all in there. I, you can go to my YouTube. I have a bunch of ch- things there. And I'm just saying that because we just consolidated it in one yes. location. Yep. Um, and then, and the, but then I will say this, I say this all the time, then test it. Like you said, test it test for it. you. Test it. See if it works. You might find you can fast a little longer during ovulation than my recommendation. If it works, then great. But the problem was is that we didn't have this conversation when fasting took over the world. So all these people started to lose weight, and women started to lose hair. They started to lose cycles. Their thyroids crashed because they weren't given the formula, and now they have the formula. That's kind of scary, right? When fasting fasting kind of took over, really in the last four to five years, I would say it's got more popularized, right? And how many women were coming to you saying that this doesn't work? Hundreds of thousands. Really? So th- this this is actually really interesting. So um, I was the fr- I was the first one. So I found out about fasting, loved it, started, and I was about forty four years old at the time. I'm fifty four now, and I was like, okay, this is great. And I all of a sudden I started dropping weight. My moods improved. Like every perimenopausal symptom I had went away. And then I started to notice like anxiety crept up. I started going into menopause at 45. And I, and I was like, this doesn't seem right. The later I go, like the average age for a woman go, going into menopause is like 52. So I ran a, a Dutch hormone test on myself and my hormones were completely tanked because I was fasting too much. Wow. What were you doing at that time? For how long? Oh, I was doing like one meal a day. I was doing three-day water fasts a couple times a year, like three, four, five times a year. I felt so good. And that's the problem. You do feel so good. That first year, because your your body's getting rid of all the dead yeah. fat cells and the toxic cells. Yeah. You're flushing it out, right? Yeah. But then your hormones weren't feeling good. Right. But when I, did you start to feel the negative symptoms of fasting? It was, was it about a year of doing all a that. A year in. Yeah. Your body was like, all right, this is too much. Yeah. So then I broke the menstrual cycle down, and I was like, okay, wait wait, progesterone doesn't do well with cortisol. Wait, progesterone needs glucose up. Okay, I got to change that. And then I went to the ovulation part of my cycle and I was like, wait, I should be focusing more on my gut and my liver. How can I support those with food? I started to change that. And then literally I was like almost in menopause at 45 and my cycle came back. And then I, I didn't. You were almost I, in menopause yeah. at forty five, so you just weren't having your yeah your just it wasn't period ha- anymore. It was no, gone. It was gone. And For how I, long? Yeah, uh, it was about three or four months. Okay, so you were like, ah, uh, this isn't. Yep. I'm feeling good. My body is looking good, yep. but I'm not. Something's off. Yeah, and anxiety was through the roof. Um, I couldn't sit on the couch and relax anymore um, because progesterone makes GABA, and so I what I did is I killed progesterone. And then progesterone is what allows that uterine lining to shed. I wasn't making the neurotransmitter to calm me. So anxiety was showing up for the first time in my life. But I loved the weight I was. Yeah, you were like, I look great. I feel strong. That's yeah. right. Interesting. So yeah. when did it start to come back? Like when did the cycle come back and you realized you started testing different things? It was within 90 days. Wow. And then I got really excited about it. And I was like, well, let me test it on my patients. So we started testing it on on the patients that were ha- hormonal hot messes, and they all started coming back within 90 days. They're like, oh my gosh, all that stuff you had been giving me supplements for, like they're all balanced now. Then I was like, okay, let me test it on women that are struggling with pregnancy. That one blew me away. 
So I had a couple of staff members that were struggling to get pregnant. And I was like, I, I think this might be the, 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 the cure or the thing that will help you. I don't know. Let's try it. Fasting or taking it off fasting? Um, the fasting like a girl. Yeah. So knowing how to go in at the and right out times, at yeah. the right time. Um, all of them got pregnant within a month. Wow. And and I, I get and you go to my YouTube my YouTube videos. You go to my reviews on Amazon. I mean that we've been able to re reproduce this over and over again. So that when then I started teaching it on YouTube. That's cool. And I you have a, a channel. I I really looked at YouTube my YouTube community as like an incubator. Yeah. So I would say, hey, you all go. This is what I think is working. This is years ago. Go try it. And then millions of women all over the world flooded our channel and just started saying like, hey, this is working. This is so we just took inventory of what was working and not working. And and that's why I think Fast Like a Girl is resonating. That's amazing. We tested it all. That's so cool. It's really cool. It's really fun. What do you think is the hardest thing about getting our hormones in alignment and healthier? Well, the first is understanding it. So this is why- Even if we have all this information, because a lot of us mm -hmm. understand eat less, eat better things, yeah. and we'll feel yeah. better. Yeah. But we eat poorly, we eat sugar, we overeat, yeah. we overconsume. Um, you know, we're influenced by yeah. marketing, by abundance of it, whatever yeah. it might be, you know, yeah. lack of motivation, whatever it might be, we're influenced. Yeah. We're out at parties, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, it's the so modern a lot of us world. Know, we, a lot of us know we're not supposed to do certain things yeah. and we still do it. Yeah. And I'm not here to judge because I eat sugar, you know, a lot, just with the best of them. Mm -hmm. But... And I know I'm not supposed to do it, right? I know it's hurting me, but I've eliminated so many other things that I'm like, okay, this is the only thing I'm gonna allow myself to have every once in a while. Right? That's right. But what is holding us back, you know, the most? Is it a lack of discipline, a lack of motivation? Is it our environment? Is it our family's yeah. habits that have passed down to us that now we're just in routine yeah. from what they've done? Is it our friends? Is it just we have too much access to devices that are marketing to us these things and causing stress? What do you? Is it everything? It's all of that. I mean, this is why I say we're at a mismatch with the modern world. But if we just take let's that's this is this is why I want to simplify it because it would be easy to listen to everything you just said and think, well, I'm screwed then. Like, okay, that's impossible. And I'm saying that it's not impossible and you should take steps. So let's start with the food step. The, the food, the processed food is made to make you addicted to it. So how do we change that alone? Okay, well, if I can get you to fast, I actually can get you to start to feel better without food. And your microbiome will change and your food choices will change. If we start there, we start to clean up the hormonal system. Because the food industry is working to keep you addicted to food. Yes. So they have no incentive for you to not be addicted to their food. To fast. There's right. no incentive. There's no incentive They don't to make fast. any money. That's right. But if I can get you to fast, I can change your microbiome, I can get you feeling good there, you're going to make better food choices. And th there's tons of research. My favorite story that I tell all the time right now is a man came to me. He was 300 pounds. And he said, I really need your help. And I said, okay, uh, what, tell me what's going on. He said, I need to lose weight. I said, okay, why? He said, I need to stay alive for my family. Mm. I was like, I'm in. How can I help you? I said, what's your biggest hurdle? He goes, I'm food addicted. 
I can't, I eat, I drink 12 sodas a day. Oh. I can't get off the buffalo wings. I can't get off the fast food. Well, those, those are making you addicted. They want you to be addicted. So I took his addicted food and I just started to have him eat it within a certain period. First month I had got him where he was only eating that horrible food within like a, tw a 10, 12 hour period. The rest was fasting. First month, drinking 12 sodas, eating buffalo wings, he lost 13 pounds. Just by eating it within a window. Just by compressing it into one window. Second month, I said to him, can you just do the soda outside the house? Like, just don't bring the soda inside the house. Stay with this eating window. We, I think he was doing like an eating window of like eight hours by that time. So he's going 16 hours of fasting. He lost nine pounds. Next month, I still haven't taken much away from him. I had him add protein in. He started to add protein and he lost 15 pounds. Wow. We did this routine and when I got him into some longer fasts, we got him like it was it was just a, a, a process. He I just saw him for the first time. He's down 175 pounds. Wow, that's incredible. He, and we started with when he ate, not what he ate. It's it's I didn't recognize him. It blew me away when I saw him. I was like crying. We were both crying. And all we did is change when he ate, and that was the door in to change everything else. Wow. Does he still eat certain unhealthy foods, or is he now like, okay, I know the value of these nutritional wow. foods, and I'm going to eat more of these, less of the bad foods? So he still eats, he still, every once in a while, he, he the majority of his diet is really good. Now. Yeah, 80 90%. 80 90%. Because he started craving different foods. Um, your taste buds change, your microbiome, you're craving different things. They want healthier things. That's right. But what what we we came up with the help, there was a team of us that were started like rallying around him like an exercise specialist and a life coach and everything. And what, the life coach came up with this idea of like, okay, if you're going to go off your diet, just don't do it two days in a row. You can do it one, but then the next day you have to clean it up. Two turns into five. That's you right. You know, two just is yeah. like, well, let me just roll into this the next yeah. day. <laughs> I thought that was a really good, that's I was like, idea. that's a really good rule. Yeah. Just don't do it two days in a row. That's really good. Dr. Mindy, I have so many more questions I want to ask you, uh, but but we've got to wrap things up here in a minute. So I've got a couple final ones. Um, if you guys are fascinated by this, uh, listening on audio or YouTube, and you want another episode with Dr. Mindy to go in deeper, because I didn't even ask most of my questions, then leave a yes below for another episode or part two. Type in yes or another episode in the comments and share your biggest takeaway as well uh, in this episode so far. What has shocked you or what has helped you or... What's the thing you've underlined the most from this conversation? Leave that in the comment below. Your book, Fast Like a Girl, uh, sold over 400,000 copies in the first year so far, is helping so many women get healthier, you know, lose lose the right times, types of weight, balance their hormones, um, you know, look younger, feel better, all these different things. And so I want people to get your book, Fast Like a Girl, a Woman's Guide to Using the Healing Power of Fasting to Burn Fat, Boost Energy, and Balance Hormones. Make sure you get this for a friend. Get it as a gift for a woman in your life. Uh, they will thank you and send them a link to this episode as well. You also have the Menopause Reset. Get rid of your symptoms and feel like your younger self again. So make sure you guys check out this. You've got a few other books on your website. Your YouTube channel has, at the time of posting this, will probably have a million subscribers by mm -hmm. now. Thank You're you. posting five days a week, great content. So people can search over on your YouTube channel and on your podcast to get a lot more information on this. We, we barely scratched the yeah. surface. Um, I'm fascinated. This is inspiring stuff. 
Is there anything else we can send people to to support you to today before the final couple questions? Oh, you're so sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, again, play with the principles. Yes. So uh, YouTube's my passion project. I, I, I pour my time and soul into that. So go there, get the books, um, and, and leave comments on my YouTube and, and what you want to know more about because I do have a team there that's scouring that. So I think that's probably the best place to go. That's exciting. Very cool. Um, and the YouTube link is, what's the, the link there? It's just my name, Dr. Mindy Pels. Dr. Mindy Pels yeah. over on YouTube. Perfect. Yep. Uh, this is um, a question I ask everyone towards the end called the three truths. Hmm. So imagine a hypothetical scenario. It's the last day on earth for you, many years hmm. away. You get to live as long as you want, but it's the last day. Yeah. And you get to create and experience all the things you want to in this life hmm. for the rest of your life. But for whatever reason, on this last day, you've got to take all of your work with you. Your mm -hmm. books, this conversation, all your YouTube videos, they all go with you when you pass away. Um, but you get to leave behind one final message. And this is all we would have of yours. And this final message is your three truths. The three lessons you would leave behind. And we wouldn't have access to anything else. What would those three truths be for you? Well, the first one goes for both men and women, but I really want women to hear this. You are more powerful than you've been taught. Your body is a freaking miracle. It can heal. It can adapt. It knows what it's doing. Trust it. That would be the first one. My second truth would be people matter. Who you surround yourself with, who you connect with. Don't isolate yourself. Don't surround yourself with people that, that bring you down. People matter. Hormonally, they matter. And then my third one would be be a lifelong learner. Just keep yeah. learning. Stay curious. Stay curious. Don't. We live in a world where we want to cancel everybody out because they don't think like us. But the people that don't think like us actually can help us deepen our thoughts. So stay curious to all information. Oh, those are great truths. Uh, Dr. Mindy, I want to acknowledge you for a moment because you've been doing this work for over 25 years, but it really hasn't been until the last year after 25 years where all this stuff has taken off into the world in a bigger way. Yeah. So I want to acknowledge you for dedicating most of your life to this work, to helping women well, and you. men, but doing it where, you know, maybe you're only working with your local community for many of those years. Yeah. And it wasn't being spread to the masses and it wasn't, you know, selling hundreds of thousands of copies of your book, but you showed up daily to learn, to try new things and to serve people. Yeah. And that has made a big impact on the world by your commitment and your dedication. So I really acknowledge you for you. your lifelong service to healing and health. It's really powerful and it's helping a lot of people right now. Yeah. So. I'm grateful we got to connect, and um, I you. hope we get to do this again. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd love to come back, and and thank you. I appreciate your kind words, yeah. and like we started off, I've been a fan of your podcast for years. I appreciate and it. I really feel like conversations like this can really impact people's lives if if you just sit with the information and see what resonates. Absolutely. So, thank Absolutely. you. Thank yeah. you for the opportunity. Of course. Final question: What's your definition of greatness? Um, trusting yourself. Trusting your own inner guidance. There you go, Dr. Mindy. Thank you so much. Oh, Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you.
I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's episode with all the important links. And I want to remind you, if no one has told you lately that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. Great.